0: Not be that smart, and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view
1: from the Ninian, with views from the Ninian, not shoes from the Ninian. The view from the Ninian. It's a new season, and welcome to a new run of the view from the Bank of California Stadium, where us as LAFC fans are celebrating the signing of Wales' best ever footballer, Gareth Bale. Um, we might have changed our name, we might have changed the team we follow, but my co-hosts are exactly the same. Tom Phillips, Ben Price. Welcome to a new series of The View from the Bank of California Stadium. Ben, how are you feeling about Gareth Bale signing for the mighty LAFC alongside Cialini?
0: I'm delighted. Can't get over it. It's a dream come true. For like a whole 24 hours, i followed this club. I've dreamed of this day. Yeah, this storied and great
1: football club that's been in existence for approximately six years. Um, Tom, we're we, we, we are delighted to welcome Gareth Bale to the storied halls of the Bank of California Stadium. How do you think you'll line up alongside uh, Carlos Veya, Cialini um, and all our other great players in our team?
2: <laughs> I'm sure he'll fit right in, you know, um, as long as he shows plenty of fight. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure the, the the supporters will get behind him from the outset.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was touch and go for a while. It looked like he was going to sign for Cardiff, but he actually ended up signing for LAFC. Um, didn't even take a designated player spot, Ben. So we've got him on, a, a, I think, around $10,000 a week. Um, it's a bargain, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it shows how much he wants to be at the club and how much he truly just didn't want to come, go to Cardiff. I mean, it's, great, it's a great coup for us and shows just the pull and how big of a club we as LAFC truly are. Can't do this anymore. Um, it's making me feel
1: depressed. <laughs> I was going to round off with the, the... We're sat at the top of the Western Conference. Um, okay, there's I can't. a chance of winning the supporters' shield. No, you can't do it. You can't do it. No. Um, I mean, there is only one place to start for the the, the first episode of the new season of View from the Ninian. We haven't changed our name. Don't worry. It was called a joke. Um, We'll have to start with Gareth Bale. Um, Tom, we, we, we pretended for a bit there that we were... And afc fans delighted in the in the in the signing of Gareth Bale. Um in your opinion, was he ever close to signing for Cardiff? I'm gonna tell myself no now. I, I I tried not to get
2: excited about it. Um, like the odds thing didn't bother me at all because you, you know what happens with that sort of market, it goes up and down, it's one person to put a bet on it and it shifts. But then when you see you know the the plane landing, you see him at the, the training ground. Then you start to see reputable sources um, actually talking about about him being there. You start to believe a bit. And then it went quiet. And then it's, the longer it went on, you knew it wasn't happening. If it was happening, it was going to happen right there. So it was like that small window where I did get really, really excited about it. But, you know, I think he would have been obviously a massive bonus signing. I'm not sure how much he would have played anyway.
1: And, you know, to be honest, I'm just quite, kind of glad the saga's over now um we'll talk through the timeline and the rumours. Um, we, can, we can talk through the
0: week as it went by, but did you ever truly believe he was signing for us? Yeah, I thought he was. Um, yeah. Up until probably, what do you say? So it happened Saturday, it sort of all came out, didn't it? So yeah, Thursday, I was like, oh, it's happening. It's definitely gonna happen. Friday, a few things come out and you're like, oh, that's a bit strange, where's that come from? And then by Saturday, my hopes and dreams had crumbled away. But um, yeah, for the most part, I, I got caught up in it. All the rumours, anything, I believed it. I mean, that photo of him walking off the plane clearly was him, despite it being two megapixel camera. Um, yeah, I was taken in by it. I was having a lovely time, and then my Saturday was ruined. Um, let's talk about the timeline and the rumours. Um, I think
1: every Cardiff City fan had heard something different. Um, some Cardiff City fans claimed that it was happening. Um, Other Cardiff City fans uh, kind of went throughout the week. If you go to certain forums from 100% to 30% by Thursday, we can only talk about what we heard. Um, I mean, we got sent a few rumors. We had a rumor saying that a medical was booked, which I didn't quite believe. We had rumors saying that he was at the ground and and in talks, which, you know, he was at the training ground at one point. I don't know how long those talks were, but Wales Online reported it, so you thought it was true. The other was that it was all basically agreed and he was going to sign. it was a mad week to be a Cardiff fan, wasn't it, Tom?
2: Yeah, it was absolutely bonkers. And it's the most interested I've ever been in the transfer window. Like, I, I, I continue to be as well because the amount of signings we pulled off. But it was just insane. You had like people who wouldn't ordinarily comment on this sort of thing suddenly saying they were a reputable source. And it was really, really hard not to get caught up in it, you know, just searching Gareth Bale and refreshing over and over again. But this started months ago with his murmurings mm. about it happening. And I think that's why it started to become believable because it just built and built and built. And yeah, you just couldn't help but get carried away by it all. And well, yeah, when, like, like Ben said, when it when he you, you signed for LAFC, it's just it just your heart sunk. And my instant thought was, oh, we're going to get so much abuse from the rest of the championship for this. Because we would, as a fan base, were getting very, very cocky about it, and rightly so. But it's going to come back and bite us on the arse all season, isn't it?
1: Well, I think it will. And I think I think kudos to Swansea. It's their biggest signing of the summer that we haven't signed Gareth Bale. Um, and as a, as a club to insist that we're obsessed with them um, to see... I, I mean, every tweet I see around Cardiff City at the moment is from a Swansea fan account. So we'll let them enjoy their moment. But to be in that conversation was a big step for us anyway. Um, ben, I had a question for you that's kind of uh, disappeared out of my head. Do you think... Do you think it was right that we got caught up in the hype? Obviously, we we saw Bale. I think, you know, we're quite realistic as a fan base, I think. But Bale mentioned, you know, that press conference going back around the Wales games when he said he was explicitly asked about Cardiff City. And he said the one thing he said about the Cardiff rumours was, I can't possibly say. He kind of didn't give it either way. Was,
0: was that when this all started? Do you think we were right to get caught up in the hype? Um, I think we were right to get in the hype. Like, There's a lot of people, There was things come out saying Cardiff weren't even close. I mean, that's not true. There was a contract offered. We know that. Mm. It's just how 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 realistically was Cardiff an option for Gareth Bale, or how soon did he know that nah, I am going to the MLS is the thing. But yeah, we were right. It's, look, it's it's not very often you get him with a hair's breadth of signing. What a, greatest
1: Welsh player of all time, basically the
0: greatest Welsh player of all time, and for up until probably the last two years, has been a player described as world class. Like it's it's only right you get excited about that. If you don't get excited about that, you probably football's probably not the sport for you. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that we got caught up in it, we enjoyed it, and rightfully so, every other team's now taken the piss out of it. And if I was in the same boat, I'd be doing the same. Probably not to the extent the Swansea fans have. I mean, there's been a few people I know that are jacks that sort of every tweet for the last two days has been nothing but Cardiff. It's sort of going, right, it's, it's funny, boys, but it's not that funny. Tom, if...
1: it's one of those things, though, isn't it? Like... Bale has won the Champions League single-handedly for Real Madrid in the last few years. It seems like, and again, we can we can argue over the semantics of this, we seem like we were one of two teams in for him. It was us in LA. We were the only credible teams mentioned in the press. Getafe being another one, which he you know slapped down straight away. That's what football's about, isn't it? That's what you get excited about, is these absolutely dream signings. And I think we all lost our heads for a bit, but it was understandable, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: definitely. And for the first time, I reckon, I understand what Fabrizio Romano was saying that when he said he gets more excited about transfers than football. Because yeah. it was just bonkers and it just becomes an absolute circus. I think the the only thing that kind of held me back from the excitement was, I tried to think of it more on the human level. He's been in Madrid where he's been in the spotlight in the front of the newspapers on a weekly basis and been absolutely slated. Would the sensible thing then go would be go to Cardiff where everywhere you turn, someone's going to be bothering you. I think going to LA kind of fits into probably what he needs yeah. now, with is that bit of anonymity, you know, it like, it's not even in the top like four or five sports uh, in LA at the moment. LA's massive. He can just stay away from people. Lots of golf and, courses. Like, yeah, exactly. Like it kind of suits him now where he can just slowly prep for this World Cup. You know, he can play a not a ridiculous schedule of games. He can dip in and out. And I think it's, I like, putting my Wales hat on, I think it's the ideal kind of place for him to go, maybe not for footballing reasons, but for that kind of personal space that he probably needs going into what would be the crowning glory of his international career.
0: I think it's not a bad move for footballing reasons. It's not, the, the amount of people I've seen on Twitter going, oh, it's a farmer's league, it's a nothing league. It's not actually a bad league these days. It's quite enjoyable to watch. It's it's not stupidly fast place. It's not probably the same speed as, like, the Premier League or the Liga. It's not as physical as the championship. I think yeah. if you're looking for someone just to sort of get match fit and sort of play a lot of games, it's the ideal league for Bale. And like, we all love Cardiff, but where'd you rather be, Van Nuys or Canton? Well, Canton's got some lovely spots.
1: <laughs> um, I think you, yeah, I think you're doing a disservice there to where I grew up. Then you rude bastard. Um... <laughs> You, but on that point, Ben. Obviously, we talk about his football reasons going to LA, all that kind of stuff. We, uh, we've seen a few adverse reactions to Bale, kind of criticising him. If we've already talked through that, the benefits of going to LA and all that kind of stuff. Do you blame him, honestly, for going to LA? Even if Cardiff weren't in the picture, LA is a great city. It's you know, a sprawling metropolis of incredible culture, and at the centre of everything, there's great golf courses out there. It's it's the right move, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, there's a ton of like, he's coming to a stage of his career where he wants. well the big thing we said about the press and being hounded in madrid and we're going you go into a city of like a stupid amount of people so this one of the biggest biggest cities in the world where you are literally gonna be anonymous virtually no one's gonna know who he is so he's gonna get that anonymity he wants he's a very private person so he gets all that along with just yeah just the lifestyle everything about it seems a good move and like the reaction's been really strange by a few people sort of saying he's a fraud he's this he's that he owes Cardiff nothing. It's not like he's yeah. a former player that's got links to the club. His uncle played for us. That's about the closest link we've got to him, really. It was his choice. He sat down. He did business the right way. At no stage, he strung the club along. He got a few options, took his time, weighed them all up and went, That's the one for me. Sorry, this one's not for me. I made a decision. Look, got no problems with that whatsoever. There's been a lot. We've been messed around a lot more by far more inferior players that we should be more annoyed at.
1: Yeah, Jody Morris springs to mind, the little prick.
0: Um, Dick Tom,
1: Dick, Dick Cokes, yeah, <laughs> his kids were in Howells. He was going to sign James Vaughan. I mean, he played for us for a long time, kind of legend,
0: James Vaughan. That's when, um, us, that's when I knew the bail transfer wasn't going to happen. When I saw the text message saying he's been booked in for a tour of Howells, I was like, oh well, this is yeah, dead then. Yeah. This is the same as it ever was. Um,
1: Tom, he's 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 going to LA for an initial year. Should we start the rumours now? In a year's time july you know he's coming back to cardiff in a year uh the
2: dalman like comment is it is the one thing that's just giving everyone that like shred of hope that he's always welcome back here and it's quite clever from him in a way but i wish he didn't say it because part of me in the back of my head's going 18 months ready for the euros you <laughs> and it's like don't do this to yourself now Tom. like don't but like it, it's just yeah you're gonna live and hope that it happens but it part of me was like i don't really care if he ever got on the field, I'd just love to see him holding a Cardiff shirt in that initial signing. Bail just, 11. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, he, I, I'm going to try and put this whole thing behind me because, like, we I, I'm sure, I think it'll be forgotten pretty quick. Like, a couple more signings. When the game starts, Again, underway, I think. We'll... Well,
1: yeah, pre seasons, a couple of you know, it's next week, basically, isn't it? Some of our first fixtures. There'll be yeah. a few more signings between now and then because heaven knows we need more signings. And I think the bail thing will quickly get kind of get brushed under the carpet until we play some teams maybe next summer. Um, next season, sorry. Um, Ben, Tom mentioned Dalman there. Um, there's been a, a, a vociferous few who have blamed the board for this, but I mean, how much more could they have done, really? The contract was there, it doesn't sound like we were blown out of the water by LA salary demands. It just feels like a footballing thing.
0: Yeah, look, I'm the biggest criticism of those. And I still think they're a bad bunch and need to sort of move on, but there's not a lot more they could have done there, is there? Mm-mm. They put everything there. The deal was there. They 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 know the market inside of things, that how much this would have been meant for the club. They're not going to fanny around. They're not going to make it difficult. They're going to put the best package together they could have, and it was down to Gareth to choose, and he chose a different one. Um, I'm not going to give him any grief. It's just one of those things. He chose something else. We move on. And he'll sign on only January anyway, because that's what Thierry Henry did when he played over there. He came back
1: to Arsenal for three months. So maybe that he'll do pass. the same. That would be fun. Um, but anyway, enough about Bale, Tom. Ramsey next. Oh, dumb. Um I just,
2: the Ramsey one, i less hopeful than I would the Bale one. I think...
1: I don't think, I, I mean, it's, I have no, so I, have look, no I
2: don't understand, it doesn't make any sense. And to be honest, from what I've heard of when he used, to, when like, when Morrison used to play for Wales, I don't think they saw eye to eye. And no. I can't imagine him wanting to come and play under Morrison. Like, why would he subject himself to that? I, I just, I just, it doesn't make sense to me, this move at all. And I'm,
0: this one, I'm not getting excited about whatsoever. There's no chances that there. there was a no. tweet, <laughs> someone was like, uh, um, <laughs> Bale turns up the training ground, has one conversation with uh Steve Morrison, then suddenly finds it, get goes to, runs to uh Sports Direct to get an LAFC shirt. And part of me's going, Yeah, that could have actually happened. That wouldn't <laughs> yeah. surprise me if that actually <laughs> happened.
1: Morrison threatened him go square go and he he ran away basically. Anyway, well, we can't wait to see Ramsey in a card of shirt. Um that was the the kind of the 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 fantastical signings that we could have got, but we should probably talk about the transfers we actually have got because there's been a lot of activity. Um, Steve Morris has been busy and fair play to him, He's basically signed a first-team squad. But before we get to the new signings, Tom, um, obviously the bail news was kind of deep cover for, for Joe Rolls signing a, a new two-year deal, which had been long-rumoured. There was talk over pay rises, pay cuts, um, you know, whatever it may be. But he's staying for two more years, Tom. And, and how crucial is that um, going into the new season?
2: I think it's massive
1: um, on and
2: off the field, you know, It's someone who knows this club inside out. He's like, we are struggling for kind of stalwarts in this club now. We haven't got many people who've been here for a considerable amount of time. Um, And even some people on the backroom staff like goalkeeping coaches and stuff are going now who've been here a while. So I think having someone like Rawls, his experience is key. We've got so many new faces coming in that he can be that gel. Um, And he's just he's been so good for us. I I would have been gutted to see him play for another team now. Um, And it's just so nice to see this actually be put to
1: bed and see him here for another couple of seasons. And he's still only 28. He's been at the club since he was sort of 16, 17. Um, Do you think we take him for granted? Are we going to see his best years from him over the next couple of years? Well, you'd think he's sort of
0: getting to that stage now where hopefully he has a couple of good years because I think the last two years have been a bit disrupted with injuries. Mm -hmm. But when he's played he shows the difference and shows that he's a classy top-end championship midfielder and we're very lucky to have him and we're lucky to have him as long as we have um 306 appearances for the club i mean he's probably he probably won't reach the same sort of elite legend status as someone like wittingham but he's going to be considered one of the best midfields we've had for a long long time sort of this generation of players especially
1: yeah, I think I I just I always come back to the fact that I think we do we do take it for granted. Obviously, we he's been around for so long and he's just been a consistent in our midfield. And sometimes he isn't spectacular, but he's still probably the best dead ball player at the club. He's probably got the best cross, the best pass on uh, of any players. Obviously, with, notwithstanding the new players. And I think him leading the club because I think he is our captain now, right? Morrison is obviously still rehabilitating. We don't know what's going to happen there, but Riles is our captain. He's going to lead the club into the kind of new era. And I think that's just the crucial thing.
2: I do understand where some fans aren't quite as, you know, quick to sing his praises. I think there has been times in his Cardiff stint where he's been a bit inconsistent. And yeah. I still feel like there might be another couple of gears. And I think we've said it last season as well, we were hoping roles would kick on and it didn't quite work out that way. But now, with that added responsibility, hopefully it'll bring the best out of him. Because you know he he didn't look out of place when we played in the Premier League. Like he's a decent football player, he's solid, and I'm hoping that he can really like I don't know step up to the next level this season.
0: He took a step up in the Premier League. He he started and it was a rough start. Obviously the red card at Tottenham uh, dropped out of the team for a little bit because he was sort of looking out of his depth. But he learned very quickly and adapted his game. And the biggest the, well the main criticism you can sort of have is for his sort of position. He doesn't get enough goals. And hopefully, that's something he starts looking to add because his set pieces are brilliant, Um, really solid from the penalty spot. As he missed two, I think, that I can think of him missing penalties. But apart from that, I think he needs to get in the box, sort of the edge of the box, and pop up with a few more screamers because he's got that in his locker. And hopefully, now with this new system, the way we're playing, it gives him a bit of freedom to be the more advanced midfielder because I think that's sort of where he's better. Better plays, but it's just more enjoyable to watch him. Like very similar, they're very different players, but like they're not at the same level. But similar to the way Ramsey plays for Wales, and that more advanced of the midfield three. Mm-hmm.
1: Still, I think the red card against Tottenham was a red card, but um I'll take that to my grave. <laughs> um. Obviously, Riles is, is the, the returning hero, but we've we've also signed a lot of other players. Um, we've got the names all written down here, so I'll run through them quickly, and then we can, we can quickly discuss our thoughts on them so far. So we've got Abu Adams from Forest Green in midfield. Jack Alnwick's come from St Mirren in goals. Oli Tanner from Lewis FC on the wing. Jamalu Collins from Paderborn, who's a left-back. Marlon Romeo from Millwall, who I think is also a left-back. Uh, Vontae Daly-Campbell from Leicester, right-back. Ryan Alsop from Derby, keeper. Callan O'Dowder from Bristol City, left-wing. Andy, and I don't really know how to say this, but Reno Motor, I think. Central midfielder from Reading. Um, Tom, initial thoughts? We can pick out a couple of them, but who excites you the most out of that group? I must admit, I don't know a whole lot about any of them.
2: I saw Abu Adams play for Forest Green last year when they lost to St Albans. So that that wasn't a great start, but he did get an assist in that game. But um, to be honest with you, I think I just kind of like, the approach we've had, we've signed, this isn't just going after one league. We've got people from, you know, we've got a player coming in from Germany. We've got lower leagues in there. We've got people dropping on down from Premier League teams. Like th- there's like, I like this different approach. We're looking all over the place. And the one thing I'm excited about is we haven't, you know, this is without any loan signings yet. You know, we've still got a whole, like, was it, was it five loan signings we can still bring in as well? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's exciting as well. Cause that's what, you know, rescued us. Um, for the latter half of of last season. So I think, you know, you've got a mix of experience there and you've got a a mix of players who've got a point to prove. So I'm not going to pretend I know a hell of a lot about a lot of these players, but I think seeing the likes of Marlon Romeo, I think, from Millwall, someone like that as well, who's got like championship experience, want to see him kick on and stuff as well. But I think it's just shrewd business so far, getting those bodies in early.
1: Ben,
0: any of those excite you particularly? Uh, after seeing that horrendous tackle, Daly Campbell did oh, got yeah. in the red card. Instantly, already my favourite player at the club. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I Can't it. wait to see him just cripple people. <laughs> like just yes. So uh, um, yeah, he's the main one for me. Um, Rinomata from Reading um, is a decent player, but yeah, there's a lot of players that I've sort of seen come in. I didn't realise how much non-league and sort of League 2 football a lot of City fans had watched at the start of the summer. <laughs> because, Christ, they seem to be experts on a lot of these players. And like Tom, there's a lot of players that I wasn't too sure of. Even O'Dowder, I couldn't remember him, to be honest, particularly standing out too much for Bristol and like seeing him play. So, yeah, look, just they, they're all coming and They've all got a chance to impress and sort of hopefully do well. Well, you say about
1: Cardiff fans, you pretend they're experts about non-league and stuff. The player I'm most excited about is Oli Tanner. Course
0: um, but you watch non-league you yeah know, I do I haven't I've watched Ollie
1: Tanner though I haven't watched watch Ollie Tanner but if you read I read the non-league paper every week Tom and like he's a oh. consistent mention and if you watch uh you know obviously Tottenham tried to sign him in January and it, it, it fell apart for reasons that we probably shouldn't go into um if if you believe the reports it was a few dodgy tweets that he put out um about a certain Tottenham player <laughs> um so you, oh, you can look at those that but him? he's Apparently so, yeah. But um he's a very direct runner, he's very strong, he's got a good good with both feet. And I think he's just very raw. And I think Cardiff is sometimes quite a good club for raw players to come to. And and you know, we saw it with Paul Parry all those years ago. He was a, a non-league winner, the winger that we signed up and he turned into a very solid championship footballer. I think Oli Tanner could be in that mold. And I'm excited to see him come on leaps and bounds with us. I think I'm excited to see Marlon Romeo because he wound up the races at Millwall. Um Ryan Alsop's coming from Derby and the Derby fans seem quite um, quite sad that he's gone and rated him very highly. I think Callum O'Dowd, uh, he's come in because we've lost some Bristol players and we need a new Bristol player. Um, and I think if you look at Reading and their reactions to in motor, they are furious and so bitter that he's gone, blaming it on money when we're as broke, if not more broke than they are. Um, it's I think it, it says a lot that their reaction to him leaving is, is to kind of accuse him of money grabbing. So I think we've got... I, I'm really happy with our business so far. I think, you know, we've, we've signed a good core of 10 11 players there that well nine players sorry and that could come in and, and, and really have an impact and i think we've we've replaced you know we look at the release list there's still still some gaps to replace but we've lost flint pack Volts, brown's finally joined uh, cex in oxford there's a few players who haven't ended up anywhere else and i think we we've, we've done quite well to replace that core um, but but tom is there is there anywhere else that you think we need to 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 strengthen i think we're still looking a bit light at the back maybe.
2: Yeah, I worry about goals still as well. Um It, it depends on the likes of Waters. Um Will James Collins come back into the fold as well? Because I keep forgetting he's there. I mean, you know, he's, yeah. he's a proven goal-scorer in the Championship, but it just didn't work out for him last season. So I'm hoping that, you know, a, a run of pre-season under Morrison, he'll come out firing as well. But I do... The thing is, I'm, just, I'm really excited and ridiculously nervous at the same time because we just don't know like this is such an it's, it is it is really exciting to see a rebuild because it did get stale real stale around that squad but we we could finish anywhere between fourth and last and i i wouldn't be surprised
1: yeah it's a very open league and i think it's 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 getting more open because we've signed a lot of players but other clubs seem to be still be kind of getting to grips with their transfer stuff um ben obviously the players that have left are there any there that you, you you think we're going to miss more than others?
0: I think the obvious one that a lot of people spoke about is clearly um, Isaac Vassell. Yeah, the physio is going to be bored. Not a lot to do now, so hopefully he gets other duties. Um, other than that, Will Volks. I'm gonna. Um, I do wish we had kept him, but um, yeah, it's just there's no one. I I wish we had kept Volks because he seems like a good bloke. But there's no one on that list. I'm like, oh, we definitely should have kept them. They've all gone. I think it says a lot that other than Flint, they're all being linked with League One and below clubs. I think that shows a lot of what's going on with those sort of players.
1: Even Josh Murphy,
0: then. Oh, God. I'm just glad he's gone and we don't have to think about him ever again after this podcast. (laughs) I think he's going to Sunderland. Do
2: you know the release list, though? You look at it and you've got Flint, Stoke, Pack, Pompey, Volk, Sheffield, Wednesday. They just make sense, don't they? So if yeah. you were going to pick a club that they were going to go to, I think there's a good chance we'd have had two or three out of three. Because, like, Flint to Stoke
0: just makes so much sense. He'll score 15 goals this season. I yeah. thought he played for them already. It's just one of those, <laughs> yeah. they, those players that fit so well. It's funny because I
1: when he when he was at Cardiff, the reason the one of the main reasons we couldn't get rid of him was because he didn't want to leave Bristol. So like when he went to Sheffield Wednesday alone and came back, apparently they were actively trying to get rid of him, but he couldn't he didn't want to leave Bristol. And now because of should we say extra well, we're gonna
0: go into this because
1: well no, just I I don't know how to frame it, but because of his what his personal life and situation changing, his partner and now I think is is from the kind of Derbyshire way. So it works all of a sudden because he can go back to, to Stoke and and play there basically. Um, and Pac's gone to Pompey because that's where he started um, no he's, he's still happily married so good for Marlon <laughs> uh, um, where do you see Ben Bakuna, Smithies ending up Bakuna's obviously I think he's hinted on Instagram that he's got a new club Smithies I think is linked with um, I can't remember who he's been linked with potentially Middlesbrough I think
0: um, where do you see Bakuna ending up I couldn't give a shit I just don't want to see him oh, in Cardiff again I honestly, I can't think of a club that suits him. To me, he's another player that I thought would have dropped down to League One. Um, but yeah, Smithies, I thought was off to Huddersfield, but that seems to have gone quiet. Huddersfield, um, that was another team he's linked with. Yeah, yeah, that's one I always thought I thought he'd already signed, but look, saying he hadn't. Um, Smithies can go anywhere in the Championship, and he'll do well. Like he's a he really probably good even get a lower reaches Premier League move. You know, yeah, like seconds, guess, he'd probably get the Forest
1: after he got rid of Samba. You could see him
0: going there on a free. Well, they've just brought in Henderson, haven't they, from Man United? They have, yeah. There's, I probably wouldn't get at Fulham. I, I think he's better than all the keepers Bournemouth forgot. I do. I just don't think he suits the way that um, Scott Parker plays. But, yeah, I think he could get in anyway. He's a very good keeper and he'll do well at any other club. Um, we've already touched upon it, Tom, but Will Volks, he, he kind of gave a, an interview where he said
1: he was disappointed with his time at Cardiff, intimating that perhaps he hadn't played because a few games more would have triggered an extension, kind of shades of Gareth Wally, who was due a bonus for playing 23 games all those years ago. Um, what do you make of his interview? Is is it just good business sense by a club not wanting to keep a player around or do you think he was hard done by?
2: I don't know. I go back and forth on this because I, I, part of me thinks, oh, you've been good to have around, you know, another body, stay there, he, he does a certain job. But we are doing this kind of rebuild. Um, we are trying to change our identity and the way we're playing. And he clearly just doesn't fit into Morrison's plans. And we can't just keep him around because he's a good bloke. And you know, and the stuff he did off the field with the disabled supporters and things like that as well is fantastic. Like, And he was always looking to help out in the community. And he, he really stepped up. But you can't keep him around purely because of that. Um, so I think it is a pity. It does leave a bit of a sour taste to see him leave and to see him not go into the team because it'll trigger a contract. But, you know, that's business at the end of the day. We were safe with, what, seven, eight games to go at the end of the season as well. So mm-hmm. you can see why it kind of ended in that horrible
1: way. Business is business. Um, as um, Elvis Presley said in the film Elvis, which I watched yesterday. Very um, good. Yeah, it was all right, actually. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Um it was all right. Yeah, it's, it's Baz Luhrmann, isn't it? So it's well made and looks nice and sounds great. So, pretty good. Um, we've also lost uh, one of our youth prospects, Ben James Connolly, to Bristol Rovers. I think he was pretty integral to their end of season run last year that got them promoted. Uh, it's a shame that we just didn't give him a chance here, right?
0: Yeah, because then we're sort of short at the back and we could do with a centre back. Um, I thought he'd have come in and sort of at least the early part of the season, sort of seen if he could be involved, then move on out. But, um, Yeah, it's a weird one to me, unless I'm hoping we've included like a salon clause or something, because I think that's one that can really bite us on the arse, because he was superb for Bristol, like you said, when they got the promotion run, so it's a strange one to see him go, I think it's about hundred grand as well, it wasn't like a huge fee.
1: Um, also very ambitious thinking we'd put in a salon clause. We didn't even do that for Aaron fucking Ramsey who we <laughs> True, sold for yeah, five million yeah. pounds. Like we're not going to do it for James Conley. Although good business sense because he did leave Arsenal on yeah, the free. We on wouldn't on for any money for him. So we would have been screwed over anyway. Um, Tom, there's, you know, where are we? Not even July. There's still about two months left of the transfer window. We've done a lot of business so far. There's still a long way to go. A few rumours doing the rounds at the moment. Uh, Max Watters is linked with Lincoln. Um, I don't really know where that's come from. I just saw it in a few tweets. Um, We've got five goalies to go into two spots. Um, What else do you see happening? Who do you expect to see leaving over the next, two months? I I think Phillips' time is done with us.
2: He didn't seem to, I don't know, persuade anyone. Like when he came in he he looked a solid enough keeper but he wasn't that much of a presence and it felt like the defense didn't really trust him yeah and and the management certainly didn't
1: did you say two penalties against Preston in a row
2: though he might yeah but but I still don't think he commands his box. I still don't think he's good under a set piece so like I I you know it's a pity because again he seems like a decent bloke and he's far from a bad keeper but I don't think you can build a team around him um because, yeah, you just, especially when you got youngsters coming into our back line as well, you've got to have that trust in, he just, he clearly didn't have it, and we've brought in two keepers. Waters, I don't know, he, he could end up a link, and he could end up starting for his first game of the season, so it, it, I just don't, he's clearly got something about him, but it depends if that kind of hangover from being subbed, um, in that um uh, you know, subbed early in those games yeah. will stick with him, or whether he bounced back this pre-season or not, but, I, I can't imagine he'll be around for the start of the season. I think we'll still be looking to
1: bring in strikers. But he's to be honest. he's exactly the kind of player, to your point, that I could see him starting the first like two or three games of the season and then before the transfer window's gone, he's gone. He's gone, yeah. you know, mid-August, yeah. he leaves. Yeah, exactly um, that. It's a strange one. And, and Ben, obviously, five goalkeepers into two. It's, it's, it seems a bit odd around the goalkeepers that we we kept Luther on a new deal, we signed Radcliffe on a new deal, we signed two more goalkeepers and we still got Phillips. Um, What do you see happening with people like Radcliffe? Like he's 20, 21, he's, he's not getting near the first team at the moment. Luther is clearly ahead of him in the standings. Um, What happens to Radcliffe?
0: Radcliffe needs to go out on loan. I think he needs to go out on loan to a non-league side or possibly League Two and get some senior football because there's a seriously talented keeper there who's at real risk of having his career stagnated, that like he's been talked up of being a future Wales number one. He's sort mm-hmm. of thought that highly amongst a lot of people. So, yeah, for him, I think it's key. He goes out on loan. It's good that we've tied him down to a new contract. I think it's a player we'd have regretted letting go and he'd have been one in five, ten years' time when he's sort of knocking on the Wales door. We'd be questioning why didn't we keep hold of him. So, yeah, I think him going out on loan is the right thing to do. Phillips, I think I agree with what Tom said he's decent enough, but you look at the keepers we bought in, and I think they're both better. So for me, it makes sense to move him on. And then um, uh, Ruthrazet, he just stays as he is, but probably sticks it under twenty threes and might get the old cup game if possible.
1: Have you gone for the podcast then, Phillips? See you later, mate.
0: Yeah. So sure. nice to know You've you. Been
1: cut. Um, two of the players we have been linked with in in the last day or so Um, Dylan Levitt, um, apparently we're going to hijack Dundee United's move for him I don't know if that's a permanent or a loan because I think his contract has been extended um, at United so he's got another year there we've also been linked with on loan Jared Braithwaite today from Everton Um, Levitt, Tom, makes sense right? Welsh um, fills the gap we need um, has done well at Dundee, scored a few goals and would, would be a good addition, right?
2: I think so. He started to improve. Uh, he hasn't convinced a lot of Wales fans. I know that. But I think in the last, like his last few appearances, he looked a lot more dependable. You know, he's still, you, you still can't. He's still trust. only just
1: playing regular football, though, isn't he? He's yeah, still... exactly.
2: There's something there, definitely. And I think it's kind of, there's not much risk in bringing him in. Do you know what I mean? Like, of all the signings we've done as well, we haven't splashed money on anyone. So you no. can, you can afford to have a few that don't work out. But I think. You know, there's a lot of managers who've looked at Levitt and thought there's something about him. Giggs, for example, was putting him in teams and squads much before he'd had first-team football. So, you know, I know there's a Man United link there as well, but, like, they clearly see something in him, and I think you've seen shades of it over this Nations League campaign recently as well. So I'd, I'd like to see him come in, but I am hugely biased when it comes to Wales players anyway, so I don't trust my opinion on this.
0: And any thoughts on Jared Braithwaite? Do you even know who he is? Uh, Jared Braithwaite, when I first saw that Braithwaite was linked, I thought, fucking hell, we've gone from signing from from Man United to someone signing from Barcelona. Um, <laughs> yeah. I genuinely did. I was like, isn't that he... he used to play for Borough, didn't he? Oh, didn't Braithwaite, yeah. 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 but um yeah, Jared, Jared Braithwaite. don't know anything about him, honestly. Um so yeah, if he comes in, he's good and he's a striker. Happy days.
1: Is he a but... striker?
0: Is he? I don't know. I thought he was a striker. I thought he was a fullback. I'm gonna look it up. And
1: I think it's actually Brentwaite rather than Braithwaite. Centre back.
0: Oh centre back. Then yeah, get him in because we need someone. He was but, um, on loan
1: at Blackburn last year for 10 games. Um has played how many games? Played about 10 games for Everton in the in the in the Premier League. Um that came from obviously. Carlisle. Look at us. Every day's a school game. We're learning on the pod. Learning on the pod so our listeners can get the knowledge and take it to the pubs with them.
0: I tell yeah. Um sounds like one we go for. Um Leather would be a good <laughs> sign in though. I think Leavitt would be really good. Um, Would you love it if we signed Lever? I'd love it if we signed Leather, and that good. is the name of the podcast. If he does sign, um, but yeah, he, he was um, Dundee United's Player of the Year. Yeah, so I they clearly scored, rate him six he goals. A streamer I think, against someone. As well. One streamer,
1: yeah, yeah. I remember that goal particularly. Um, obviously, he's got shared amongst Wales fans on Twitter Um, because we all just we just love that one goal. Um, and that's that's the transfers and all the people we're linked with. Now, let's talk about pre season.
2: Hooray!
1: Pre season starts on Saturday, the 9th of July, I think, this year, um, with a home game against Cambridge. Um, it's your classic pre season fixture list. We've got Cambridge, Newport County, Cheltenham, Shrewsbury, and Swindon before the season starts very early this year, on July the 30th. Um, Tom, would you like to have seen us something a bit more exciting from the pre season list?
2: Yes, um, I think. They're the games you expect, but you hope there's one name though. Abettis, a, pop up. Betis, a yeah. yeah. But even a Newcastle when we had them one year, or you know, just yeah. or Watford. We had like just actual when they were top division and we weren't. But like, I get it. It's, you know, there's travel up and down the M4, uh, and it's simple, isn't it? And I, like, I like you've put there. I think the COVID hangover is still you know having an effect on travel. They're not going to risk taking people abroad just before the start of the season and then lose half your squad. So it does make sense. But from a fan's point of view, you're hoping for one glamour tie, but we'll have to settle for Swindon away
1: instead. Um, we we, we talked about Newport. we got them on the 12th of July. Um, we were linked with Don Telford. He signed for Crawley. Uh, we've got Cheltenham, Shrewsbury. Ben, are any of those fixtures exciting to you? Are you excited to go and watch us play Cambridge?
0: Uh, not really, especially when they're not—they're not even at the CCS. So they—they're at, no. the, um, at the Affleck Stadium. Athletic
1: stadium, yeah.
0: You've got the joy of watching a football game with a, foot, with a massive running track around it. I think it's um, exciting to change the scenery. Change the scenery across exactly. the road. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, none of the sort of home games. Sort of, I'm too asked by um, Newport would be quite fun, but there's loads of people like, oh, it'll be trouble. It's a six thousand seat stand. I don't for a pre-season friendly. I don't think there's going to be any issues there. Um, we coexist wait,
1: next to them as a city for so long. We have a fight over a football match. It's
0: basically right next door. <laughs> yeah. um, There's a couple of fixtures like the Cheltenham game would be quite a nice little trip. Um, yeah, I look- went to
1: Cheltenham in pre-season. I think the season before we played in the Premier League. Um, I went there for that game. Um, initial Red Kit season, not the the last season. Um, it's a nice little ground. You get the terrace behind the goal, and it's always a sunny day. And it's, you know, it's probably an hour, hour and a half from Cardiff.
0: Well, the one I looked at was Shrewsbury and I was like, all right, it's Tuesday night, finish work, train up to Shrewsbury. It's only an hour. Get there just for kickoff. Be a nice little one for a nice evening. 65 quid the train. Yeah. Uh, going? We're, going, in, we're going, going to Swindon cheated?
1: and we, we got, our Swindon train was about 35 quid, which is quite cheap in comparison to normally. But um yeah, Swindon on the 23rd will be a nice little trip. It's a midday kickoff. Um, so you can get down there and back in decent time. Um, But yeah, I just, I do think the train prices are going to be inhibitive this year, and especially with all the train strikes and stuff. Um, you know, solidarity with the workers and I like, completely support their right to strike, but it's just gonna be a like right pain in the arse for for a lot of people to get to games, isn't it?
0: I think just the price counts out anyway. I think there's a lot of people look at these, me included, that things are tight at the moment, and you're sort of looking, oh, I can do a nice little, nice little trip, nice evening, it'd be quite fun. And then you're going, right, it's double the price three times the price of the match ticket just to get yeah, there, it's not. And to be fight. honest
2: as well, there hasn't been a gap between the end of the season to the beginning of no, this, no. Like, especially if people follow Wales as well, been five games in quick succession, you know, there, there's just no gap. It's relentless people. at the moment, it's, it's so relentless. It's bonkers, isn't it? So I think you will see a bit of a hit on, You obviously you'll have your core go into the way pre-season games, but you know, things are tight for people at the moment and people need to go on holiday and like spend time with their families and stuff. So I'd be surprised if we get a huge follow for some but it of these is, it
1: is It is mental this year. It's, it's effectively a year of football because obviously the World Cup will provide a break for some people, but there's going to be people going to Qatar and coming straight back. And then they've got maybe a couple of weeks until the, the season, the domestic season picks back up again. You, you've effectively had four weeks off this year because the Wales games obviously ended mid-June. Um, slightly into late June. Pre-season then starts on the 9th of July. That's two, two and a half weeks. If if we don't get past the group stages in Qatar, that's just another two weeks. So you've had four weeks off in a 52-week year of football.
0: Like, than that. You look at someone like Colwell, he's played two, he's pretty much played two years straight.
1: Yeah, got well, a lot of players would have been.
0: Straight into this and then the earlier start of the season. It's a long slog and I think it's going to... There could be more injuries for a lot of people. I'm not saying like Colwell's going to get injured or anything, but I think... Throughout football, I think you're going to see a lot more muscle injuries, a lot more fatigue, and yes. I can see why they've brought in this five-sub rule. But I think something's got to change soon because it's going to get unsustainable and players are really going to get burnt out and the quality of football is going to take a massive, massive hit.
1: Starting 11 starting has got to in 13s, in my opinion. Um, 13 men on the pitch. Um, uh, bigger goals, I don't know. Just Bigger goals. Nick McCarthy I was, I was...
0: plays seven at the back instead of five. <laughs> bigger goal. Well, big? Bigger goals is oh, always a
1: thing. Bigger goals is always muted for like extra time that the goal would extend by every minute. So the goal would get bigger by a few, like a foot every minute or something to make it easier to score. That's like I swear that's a rule that's been muted before. Either that or I've made it up.
2: That sounds like you made it up. That sounds like a wild I could have made thing it up. Thing. I'd, it love see, like wild
1: I'd love to see that I'd love
2: to see that happening. Just yeah. And just the ground stuff getting absolutely just fuming
0: that the ground's been torn up. Are you confusing this with like the Paddy Power advert where they said added time, multi ball, and stuff like that? I think might <laughs> Extra time, bigger goal. Great <laughs> um, live podcasting again here.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I find it. I said it to you afterwards when we done the podcast. <laughs> um, we've already seen the players reporting back for pre-season last week. Um, nice to see Ben some nice footage from the social team on YouTube with the players doing things like two-touch tennis and um, that's the only thing I've really watched um, Max has <laughs> won the two-touch tennis tournament, um, we've already talked about him potentially leaving um, is this the confidence, comp- need just a bit of a confidence
0: boost at Cardiff? Yeah I think that's definitely the way to kickstart his career is winning a two-touch tennis tournament <laughs>
1: Who wrote that? Was that you Phillips? Yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs>
0: As I was reading it, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Even for us, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's
0: definitely that's definitely what's going to set him off to being the championship top goal scorer this season is winning two-touch tennis, and he's going to cite that after he scores his 40th goal. And beat Smithrovich's record. As
1: it beats Mitrovic's record, yeah. Good. We don't need to go any further on that, really. We can we can skip on to the actual full season fixtures. Obviously, fixture release date last week. We start our championship campaign at home to Norwich, followed quickly by Reading. Then we've got Birmingham, Westbourne, Bristol, Preston, Luton, Millwall, Hull, Middlesbrough. That's kind of like the first 10 fixtures. Tom, how bored of you are paying the same fucking teams?
2: Oh, no, I'm really excited again. Oh no, no. to play Birmingham. No, all right, not all of them, but I think I'm excited for Burnley away last game of the season.
1: Yeah, good trip up there, isn't it? Cricket yeah. club, big uh, window.
2: What else am I excited by? Blackpool away Red- is on a bank holiday.
1: Reading sixth of August is it's nice to get one, that one out the way.
2: Yeah, but that feels like we always do that now. Just play them early. Just the that I early think season. we do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think you know it's, I think it's a good time to play Norwich at the beginning of the season. It's a bit of a leveler, isn't it? Before they hit their stride, so you know there's positives from it. Um, but yeah looking at our end of season away games are stinking um, yeah going Sheffield United Watford and Burnley as our last three away games if we've got anything to play for top or bottom of the
1: league that could be a real slog um ben obviously you get drawn to looking at certain fixtures um no 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 question no prizes for guessing that we're going to talk about swansea now 22nd of october we play them away 1st of april 23 we play them at home are uh, who is going to be the april
0: fools on that day <laughs> i fucking just did i i don't know why i do it because i it's every year i look at these derby fixtures and i go oh, I actually don't like the derbies and I could dread in this now. So already, yeah, got to wait till October, especially after last year and just pff, deal with it then. But um, yeah, who's going to be at fault? Like the way it goes? Normally us, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll deal with it. The Bell's going to score a hat-trick though, isn't he? Yeah, Bantle. Oh, I was buzzing, really excited all morning in work. Got into work for eight and I'm like, oh, fixtures right in an hour. And then <laughs> my manager, who's not into football, goes but don't you play anyone anyway, so why are you excited? I'm like, yeah, but the order they're in, and she couldn't get her head around why we get excited, and I realised, yeah, it's a weird thing to sort of get really built up it's, over.
1: It's effectively getting excited over admin, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's just admin. It's, it's just someone's pressed fixtures on a computer, and they've come up, and they put it in this spreadsheet, and that's all it is but it is nice to know though isn't it it's like, but like Tom you, you talked about Burnley on the last day of the season like we're already planning the trip for the last game of the season Yeah, uh, away from home and, but that's the excitement isn't it the excitement is being able to plan who you're playing and when and when you can go to these games
2: exactly and you've got like a Bristol City in August that'd be quite nice Bristol alright city in parts you know as long as you avoid the people who live there you know <laughs> Um. so you know I'm, I'm excited I like the admin side of it it's like I, I arguably I enjoy the draws for like Wales's kind of qualification campaigns more than the games themselves. <laughs> just the excitement around the admin. I'm all for it. Don't, don't take um, the joy out of it for me.
0: It's just a very difficult thing to explain to someone that's got no interest in football. It's, it's just so going to So why are you enjoy this? Like, uh, um, fuck, good question, that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, quick
1: predictions. Home, first game of the season against Norwich, second game of the season against Reading, third league game against Birmingham. Ben, how many points are you getting from those three? Five. Five. Tom? Six. Six. are yo. Two wins. I'm gonna go nine. We're gonna start the season unbeaten. Except for Pompey at home in the Carabao Cup. Then Marlon back.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marlon packs going home, I guess, sort of. Never really in did he So no,
1: spent a lot of time in Bristol. Um yeah, uh, Portsmouth.
0: Um a lot of time around his sisters last year. <laughs> Yeah, well,
1: we had to pick up the pieces. Um, Tom, um, it's nice to play Portsmouth again, isn't it? Because we played them in the FA Cup all those years ago.
2: I'd like to have been away at Portsmouth. Uh, just a home tie in the Carabao Cup is really hard to get excited about Yeah, because nobody goes. We normally yeah. don't play well. and Like I saw that the, the cup draw was on. I was like, oh, yes! I then was just instantly disappointed again because I forgot how Terrible! The Carabao Cup is for the first three rounds.
0: Instantly, it's oh, the Carabao Cup, wicked! I'll watch that. And then, no matter who we draw, there was no other reaction there was going to be other than oh, for fuck's sake! Was really well,
1: there? I thought we were going to get Swansea just to kind of because we th- we did we had that a couple of times, didn't we? Played them in the League Cup for that season, and I was like, we'll get Swansea just to was it seeded though? It. No, it's the North thought. and South now, isn't it? But I can't remember south, if it's yeah, seeded south. or not. Um, I think I I don't know if every championship team goes into it. I can never remember, but um,
0: yeah, it's first. It's um, teams in Europe don't come in until round two or three. I think round two.
1: What teams in Europe in the championship?
0: No, but, but teams in championship play all teams in championship go, and it's just the teams in Europe right. that get a bye to right. the second round. Yeah, the last, yeah, time was just North South there, last time we played Pompey in the uh, League Cup, who was the saviour? that put us through to the next round. When, when, when was it? it? What year was yeah. it? It was 2017. Did we? Yeah.
1: Oh, was it Joe Rawls?
0: It wasn't. It was Greg Halford.
1: Ha! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Scored a volley. I
2: literally. forgot. I completely forgot about Yeah, that. I
1: do remember that. Oh, Greg Halford, what a man, by the way. Um that's your fixtures preview now let's get to the Twitter questions which some of these have aged badly uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Carter Sunday, okay, what do you think about Bale's statement on his 10-year contract and his unveiling and how much do you think City paid Jar Rule to appear in Aaron Ramsey's announcement video we'll have to wait and see on that latter one uh Chris B um, do you like Ipswich Tom?
2: <laughs> this made me laugh uh, do I like Ipswich? It's one of the strangest places I've ever
0: been, but kind Do you like pleasure. Ipswich? I don't mind it. Ben, do you like Ipswich? No, it's a whole <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. weird place. It is a weird no. place. It makes um, Norwich look normal.
1: I've never been, so I don't like, I don't really know. Um oh, don't. Gonzo McKenzie, friend of the pod. As it's nice, nice weather, can we please have the pod outside, sir? Please. Um, my windows open if that helps um lloyd morgan when will gareth bale score his first free kick for city 23 24 season hey uh the canton end thoughts on gareth's first workout he didn't sign for us canton end that was very mean um two serious questions i guess um daniel morgan i was listening to the peter crouch podcast and they had an episode where they went through his stoke contract Releca- relegation clause on there was 45 reduction in wage do you think there's ever been something like that in place with us or should there be in the future um Tom, you'd imagine we'd have relegation clauses in place for most of our players, right?
2: Yeah, you'd assume so, but I think it depends on the caliber of player you're trying to get in as well. I yeah. think I think they'll probably leave it out of certain players just to show a bit of ambition, maybe. But yeah, you'd, you'd assume so. Otherwise, mind you, you wouldn't pay anything past this club. I'd
1: assume I'd, I'd assume they'd be in the contest. Of probably players. promote, probably relegation wage rises, no our club.
0: doing Gary Medals contract and not have a relegation clause in it. That's why the club was so desperate to get rid of it.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if him, Colker, and that's and Cornelius probably that season all were on um, you know, fat contracts that weren't getting, because again, as Tom says, to keep that ambition, right? Um, and then the, the final question that had some seriousness to it: uh, Callum Bowen, thoughts on new signings? We talked about those league position predictions. And when is the new kit out? Ben, when do you think the new kit's going to be released? I've, uh, people keep saying July the first.
0: July first is the earliest they can unveil it, because, purely because the contract with Adidas doesn't end until then, so they can't retell anything, even if they are wearing the training kit already, which is the most unimaginative training kit I think I've ever seen. But they could unveil it; they just couldn't sell it. No, they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to show it there's a contractual thing and they're not allowed to show the uh new kit it's really weird i don't get it either but um yeah first of july gonna, i used not
1: believe you
0: <laughs> i don't believe you i someone there
1: was someone on twitter who tried to convince us that we couldn't announce gareth bale until july the first because of his contract with real madrid and i was like
0: well how have we announced
1: nice these nine other players yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I, i'm sure there's a contract thing with it it's really weird but um yeah, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. That's just what I've sort of read up. Don't before. know the ins and outs, but claim you do, Ben. Because I, I just spend way too much time on footy headlines and that's sort of the stuff they say. They can't unveil it until the 1st of July. So I'm going off footy headlines. If it's wrong, What's, blame them. Unveil it. Unveil, sorry. the <laughs> yeah, words, right.
1: Right, the, 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 the last question, league position predictions. I think this is probably where a good place to end the podcast and kind of, you know, snap predictions. Obviously, there's still transfers to come. There's still a month of pre-season to go through. Tom, where are we finishing this season? You've already said we could finish fourth to bottom. Um,
0: where are we going to finish? I'm going to go back to plucky eighth. Plucky eighth. Yeah. Okay, Ben. I'll go. I'll be very, very happy with eleventh
1: place. I was going to go twelve, so I'm going to go twelve. So we've got twelfth, eleventh, plucky eighth. Um, we'll revisit these in a month. We, we've still got a long way to go in the <laughs> transfer window, and a lot of things could change. Tom, what's funny? I just, huh.
2: I just, I just started thinking uh, when we lose four 0 to Swindon, I might change my mind. But sorry, <laughs> can, I I think...
1: I'm giving you, I'm giving you the right to change your mind in a month. We'll revisit these in a month when more transfers have been made. A few players will probably have left, and the whole pre-season will be done, and we can revisit and talk about it ahead of the
0: Norwich game. We'll be linked to us. The, things will have changed so much. Like, right, just looking at this sort of um, itinerary we were doing for this pod, the amount of stuff we've had to like not put in in case we'd go on forever and just different things thinking Christ that was only a few weeks ago that happened it's been been a a long pre-season already hasn't it so strange and we've had Wales on top of that and everything going on there. it's been mental I'm tired
1: (laughs) um apparently uh Dylan Levitt might be signing to Derby oh no he was going to Derby until Wayne Rooney walked away from the club interesting interesting
0: I'm just catching up on better than legal oh the one we didn't bring up and i don't want to sign now because gareth bale's not signed is uh tyler roberts if he had signed for us the only reason i wanted that to happen was for cardiff to do the wales tweet and emoji with the welsh flag
1: but that was a really weird rumor because i saw it on uh something like wales football news twitter account i don't know which one it was and it said it had fabrizio romano and wales online link to it and i couldn't and find those, those links anyway, no. so <laughs> <it's> obviously bollocks. <laughs> obviously bollocks but like for a minute i was like actually i could take tyler roberts but then i realized he doesn't
0: score any goals and i don't actually know where he plays i was just here for the meltdown on twitter when it's that wales because the, the club's been quite good at teasing the social media stuff they seem to have yeah remembered the password now and they're getting better with it so fair play to them for that but yeah if they'd done the welsh flag and the signing emoji and that it was tyler roberts with gareth bale still being linked it would have been possibly my favorite day on twitter ever well, we've still got a month.
1: There's still going to be links to Aaron Ramsay as much as we don't want to buy into that. So there's still going to be that opportunity to come. Oh, but chance for meltdown then. We'll come back to this next week, probably. We'll be back next week. Um good first episode, I thought, lads. Ben, what was your favorite bit?
0: Uh, I enjoyed the introduction, pretend to be an LAFC fan.
1: Yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? Good good yeah. answer, Tom. Bants. Uh, when we asked if you liked Ipswich. <laughs> yeah, good question. Good question. Ipswich fan
0: as well. The guy that tweeted it. So I don't know how we found our podcast. Maybe we're just expanding into Suffolk. What, well, we top nine, top nineteen in uh, the Philippines, and uh, top twenty in Ipswich apparently. Well, and yeah. we were two
2: hundred twenty first in sport podcasts in Estonia. So uh, hello, Estonia, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, calling. T- is it Tallinn? The capital. Yeah, Tallinn. Uh, calling Tallinn the tech capital of Europe anyway boys it was a pleasure to be back Um, you know this Cardiff City it's not going to be boring for the next one is it so maybe we'll come back next week and talk some more Then, Tom thanks for joining me and goodbye cheers
0: bye